The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And I know you're probably getting tired of hearing me say this, those of you in the Kansas City area who are listening, but you need to hear it again. Go out and nominate your small company, those of you who have fewer than 25 employees, for the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards. And if you do business with a company that has fewer than 25 employees, go out and nominate them. They deserve this. The minimum criteria for getting nominated is, as I said, the 25-employee limit, and you have to be in the Kansas City area doing business as a for-profit for at least three years. So go out to 25under25.com, get yourself nominated, get a company that you do business with nominated, and you'll find all the details then about the selection criteria that we won't go into here today because I want to use the time to stress to go get the nominations done. 25under25.com, get them submitted. Now, two women, Bev Vines-Haynes and Charlotte Clary, who've known each other since 1996, and they, they met while driving their kids to church and school in Washington. And they came together and they started doing business together. They have they both have really strong entrepreneurial spirits and so they were coming up with all kinds of money making ideas that they would go out and market. Today we're going to talk with Charlotte Clary and she's going to be talking with us about ice chips candy. Welcome to the show today, Charlotte. Well, thank you very much. Pleased to be here. The candy, ice chips candy. First of all, I have to just say we were sent samples of this candy, and I think we all agree it's addictive, it's wonderful, and you're going to tell us why it has that effect on people who eat it, I'm sure. But I just want to start off by asking you, this isn't your first business venture, is it? No, it isn't. Bev and I laugh about the fact that between the two of us separately together, we have probably 30 other business cards that uh, never amounted to a penny of profit, but we tried. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, then we went into making herbal solutions uh, for hard-to-heal skin issues and had some success with that and got into some local stores with that. And we're building that business thinking that was the business, mm-hmm. and then ice chips came along, the inspiration for ice chips. And we're still doing the body care. In fact, it's in a refresh mode now that we've got ice chips sailing. We're going to work with the body care, again, heavier this year. So what got you interested? You mentioned the natural uh, healing. What got you interested in natural healing remedies? Bev and I are both pretty natural women. When uh, I was busy home birthing four children, she was busy making salves from uh, comfrey out in the garden, and then when we came together at an older age, we realized we shared that passion, and it all started when a couple of friends had skin needs, and we looked at them and thought, we can fix this, so that's kind of what started that, mm-hmm. and that has been very successful. 
Well, why why are natural ingredients so important to you? It sounds like uh, your interest in that goes back a ways before right now where natural is all the rage, but it sounds like you were maybe forerunners or uh, kind of led the way with those. Why did you get interested in them? I think as Earth Mothers, we were both understanding at that point the difference between putting toxic ingredients on your skin versus um, natural and that over a, a period of time it would have an effect. And then as I became an adult and I was watching my adult children spend a lot of money for packaged um, products that had very little of the actual healing ingredient in it, and then it didn't work anyway, I'd had it to hear. So we started making stuff for our family and friends Mm -hmm. just to say, stop wasting your money and poisoning yourself. Yeah, so it started out as really your contribution to your family. Probably you wanted to see them be healthy, live long lives, and, and then they probably introduced it to their friends, and it just kind of snowballed. Exactly. So how did you get the idea for the ice chips candy? Well, I had heard about xylitol as being kind of a buzzword in the industry just around because we were in the health food stores with our other products and thought I'd better be investigating this. And uh, I have a degree in natural health, and so I dug into the xylitol thing and said to Bev, oh, my gosh, xylitol has so many health benefits. It's good for the teeth. It's good for diabetics. All of our grandkids need to be sucking on something with xylitol in it. So we started buying xylitol candy and in bulk that we could buy and split it up between all the family members. At that time, we had 37 grandkids between us. Mm. Now we're up to 41 grandkids. Oh, my us. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that worked for about six months. The candy wasn't great, but the kids would eat it. Then we got a little more education and realized we were feeding them a xylitol candy product that was made with uh, genetically modified corn. And so then we looked for the more higher quality xylitol, found it. It comes from birchwood and hardwood, but nobody was manufacturing those mints in bulk, probably because it was too expensive. So I looked at Bev one day and said, do we have to do this too? (laughs) <laughs> and the next thing you know, we got a 10-pound sack of xylitol ordered, 100 tins and some labels, and into the kitchen we went. And we churned out our first batch. Uh, Bev had an idea for the recipe. Her idea was just one ingredient off. I tried it. It worked perfect. And peppermint ice chips were born. And then because of already dealing with spearmint oil and wintergreen oil in our healthcare line, we already had that, so right. we, those were X flavors. And so Bev was in the kitchen stirring those up while I ran to the basement to Photoshop to make an, <laughs> a logo for um, ice chips because we looked at it and said, boy, what's it look like? It kind of looks like ice chips. And that's how the name was born. And I did my Photoshop thing, and she kept cooking, and we filled tins and gave them to friends and neighbors, and the rest is history. Oh, you sound like you sound like typical entrepreneur or somebody up cooking up the product and somebody downstairs trying to figure out the name and the label and, and you know, knocking on doors during the day trying to sell and fill, fulfilling the orders at night, it sounds like. So, oh, that's exactly how it was. Exactly. Yeah. We would sit around at night watching movies, uh, keeping our mind occupied while we labeled hundreds and hundreds of tins. <laughs> well, And then got ready for the next day. Peppermint, then, was your first... And you now have, what, six flavors? 
No, we have twenty flavors. Twenty flavors. Excuse me. Okay, yes, I got I got yes. a package of six. That's I guess I just thought it was six. So very good. <laughs> I have more to sample. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> How do you decide what flavors to offer? We kind of go by we know industry wise what are top sellers. Like peppermint is still the first number one seller, but just as of Six weeks ago, it kind of got knocked off of its pedestal by our lovely lemon. Oh, that was my favorite. Mm. Oh, yeah. People love lemon. Lemon's good for dry mouth and all sorts of things, people with uh, chemo or taking medication. Mm -hmm. A cherry, our new sour cherry is fabulous. It is. We'll we'll see where that creeps up. But uh, licorice is a favorite. Cinnamon is a favorite. I think because our flavors are so bursting with real flavor, that's the difference. There's a lot of sugar-free candy out there that I wouldn't pay you for because it's made with aspartame and other things that are not good for you. Um, and there's other xylitol candy out there that they don't use 100% xylitol. They might have some xylitol in it. Ours mm-hmm. is 100% xylitol. Well, you mentioned the, the artificial sweeteners, and they so often leave such a nasty aftertaste. They might be okay going down, but then within you know, seconds, you you just feel that, that aftertaste and it's really nasty. In fact, one of the flavors that you mentioned or you did not mention is the root beer float. And I, most artificial root beer, it's just, oh, don't, don't even let me see it, you know, much less taste it. But my husband loves root beer floats. And so when I, I got your sample package, I had to taste one, and it tastes like a real root beer float. And then I waited a minute and thinking, okay, here's going to come the nasty aftertaste. It never came. And so <laughs> so root beer float is yet another flavor that you have. Thank you for that. Yeah. We have root beer addicts everywhere. It's, it's so funny. In fact, uh, the word addiction is a strange word to use in a positive note, but that's how we use it with ice chips. Well, and if there's ever a positive way, reason you would use the word, it is with the ice chips candy. How did you know? Because for for pe- we haven't even talked about this. For people that are out there listening, this is uh, this is huge. You can find them all over the country in grocery stores in different places. Uh, this isn't just something that they're still cooking up in their sinks. So, how did you know, or did you know, that ice chips was a million dollar or more, million dollar plus idea? Honestly, when we made the first three flavors and we knew the responses of people, we pretty much knew. We would look at each other and go, oh, my God, mm-hmm. what have we done? <laughs> this is the golden egg. <laughs> yeah. and, and at one point you were thinking, do we really have to do this? You said yeah. that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> because to be honest with you, the body care has a much higher profit margin. Uh. Uh, the candy, not so much. So logically, you would hope that it would be the body care. Well, it became the candy, and people all over the place are buying candy that may not want a wart solution, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Okay. And it has just caught on and has a, a almost a life of its own. It's got a, a following. Yeah, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about how you transitioned from your kitchen sink to a multi-million dollar company that is now distributed all over. Uh, How do you make that leap? You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. 
Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 Under 25 Awards, fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details. Self-nominations are encouraged. Apply now. Nominations are now open and close October 14 for 25 Under 25. Special thanks to our sponsor, UMB. Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. Would the real Obamacare please stand up? The No Politics Spend Free Zone for Healthcare and the Affordable Care Act. I'm your host, Alex Greenwood, and I'm joined every week by your federally certified Affordable Care Act specialist, Mr. Greg Howard. That's a mouthful. You said it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what we really do. What we really do is help people understand how the Affordable Care Act impacts them, their family, their business. We make it simple so that people can go on with their lives. Couldn't have said it better myself, and you'll find it every Friday at 1 p.m. on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio at blogtalkradio.com. That's Would the Real Obamacare Please Stand Up, Fridays at 1. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here today with Charlotte Clary. She is one of the co-founders of Ice Chips Candy. We were talking at the beginning of the show about how the concept came to be. You guys are serial entrepreneurs, you and your your partner, uh, Beverly Vines Haynes, and you've grown this into a multi-million dollar company, but you started in your kitchen sink. So how do you scale a company? How do you like that? How do you go from making the product during the day and taking orders and then fulfilling them at night and getting them distributed the next morning before you start concocting again, and now you've got this fine-oiled machine. What did you have to do to get to there? Honestly, it was one step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. All we are, The main thing we say is we bought that 10-pound bag of xylitol, we bought those 100 tins, we bought the 100 labels, we filled that, we gave it away, we sold it. We bought 25 pounds of xylitol, we got 250 <laughs> tins. And then we bought the whole bag of xylitol, a 55-pound bag. And now we get them uh, 18 containers, big semi-trucks that we have to agree to at a time. But each time it was, we went from a bag of xylitol to five bags, to a pallet, to Mm -hmm. three pallets, to ten pallets. And then we never outspent the money that we had. We never, if we didn't have the money, we didn't spend it. Mm -hmm. So we have never ended up um, taking a loan. So, so often when I hear stories like this, as the company starts to grow, the, you're still, the people are still doing it out of their house. The founders are still putting this all together, but suddenly uh, their bedrooms are filling up, their dining rooms are filling up with family and friends who are helping them fulfill orders before they actually uh, get a separate location and hire employees. Was that the case with you? Yes. We started in my one-car garage and then kept it for the body care, and moved ice chips over to Bev's new house with a new two-car garage. 
And <laughs> a <laughs> bigger floor plan. There, and we actually put in four burners there and had my husband, her husband, and that's where we started with employees. I think we had five employees over there. And that little garage was like a beehive. We have a video. It's the funniest thing, thinking we're just hot and we're big. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> then we were. We had product everywhere, both houses, just like you described. And then we found a place in our hometown here that we could lease that was 2,500 square feet, and it was quite a chunk of money, it seemed like to us, which is pennies, really. And then um, we've added on to this building, and then we were able to lease a little more, so we have 4,000 square feet here now. And we just signed a lease uh, that will be effective as soon as the work's done for 21,000 square foot facility. Wow. That we will get at the first of the year. And that was a giant, giant commitment, but it's not any scarier than the scare of taking this little tiny spot was because we're just growing into it. It's like a kid that grows into bigger shoes. They don't know they're, they're doing it. It just happens. Of course, you add people, and then we've had strategic placement with really good people in positions. Um, so supervisors you... that we didn't know were supervisors. They just kind of, they were friends. We've known them forever, and they just grew into that position. Our cook didn't know she could cook. She loves it. <laughs> That's what she started doing. Yeah. It's fabulous. So you started with the two of you, and then you ended up with five, well, family and friends, and then five employees. How many, what's your employee count right now? 34. 34. Okay, so you have come quite a ways in both space and employee size. Now, we can't finish this interview without talking about Shark Tank. Okay. And it was really fun to be on the show. I call it terrifying fun. Terrifying fun. We were in front of the sharks for 52 minutes. All you see is eight minutes edited down. Um, but it was great fun because we knew our numbers, we knew things, so once we got that pitch out of the way, the rest was easy. We didn't end up finalizing the deal with them. We had seen a couple things that made us go, hmm, do we really want to do this? And then they had a little discrepancy with something the way we did it, and we weren't about to change it. So we, with gentlemen's agreement to agree to disagree, so we didn't finalize it. And now we are so glad we didn't mm. because we got the exposure we needed, right. national exposure. We actually made more from the first seven weeks after the show from appearing on the show than we even asked for. And then when we uh, went on again in May, uh, the same episode, we made the same amount of money again. Yeah, more exposure. And so that worked for us, and we've never needed investors. We are cash only, and we're installing automated equipment out here now, and that's how that has all happened. So you you get in front of the sharks. You actually make it that far. You get accepted. You get in front of the sharks. You actually land a deal that you didn't mm-hmm. sign, and yet just the exposure from being on the show catapulted your business. Absolutely. We love Shark Tank. We love the sharks. We love ABC. We are so grateful to the whole experience and wouldn't change a thing. Which sharks gave you the deal? Mark and Barbara. What are some of the things that you've learned about controlling margins, managing employees, and really growing into this multi-million dollar business. We talked about, you know, the process, how you had to expand, but, you know, in order to keep up and, and 
increase the floor size, change processes, and so forth. But there's other things that come into effect besides that. Like I mentioned, controlling the margins, deciding what to sell them at, what price point to sell them at because of the fact that you're you're now mass producing these. You're not just doing the little 100 orders at a time. How How do you figure out all that? Well, honestly, we just started with kind of a, a high price point that seemed high to us because we knew that there was so much we didn't know mm-hmm. that could catch us. So we just started with what seemed like a higher price point. Turns out our price point of 499 or $5 a tin is just about right for the industry. Xylitol is the most expensive natural sweetener on the market. And then when you get the high-quality xylitol made from birchwood like we do, it's it's very expensive. So you have some certain things that you have to work with. And when you're starting up, you can't control your margins too much simply from the fact that you're buying small economy sizes which cost you an arm and a leg. And you just have to understand that, that there's a period you go through where it's tight, 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 and you're wondering if you can get the bills paid and and keep the lights on. And then you get a little breathing room because your volume catches up, and then you're able to buy something the next time in the next size up, which saves you some more pennies so you can breathe a little more. Uh, All of our building here we supplied with used furniture. My office chair is $2 from a garage sale. (laughs) I could change it now, but guess what? I like it. I'm fine. Sure. Um, Our conference table... It's a dining room table, but it's it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our warehouse stuff pretty much came from Craigslist, from people we knew, businesses that were closing that needed to get rid of their uh, back stock, supply room, etc. We didn't have the need to act like we had it all together and had new desks and new computers and all this stuff. Our point was, and I think that was the advantage of our age, we just need it to service the situation at the moment to get from point A to point B. I find it interesting that you started out with a price point that you thought was probably too high because I think a lot of entrepreneurs do just the opposite. They're so eager to get something out into the market and to attract customers that right away they start trying to lowball the price, compete on the price, and right out the door they've commoditized their product and oftentimes they might have great sales, but when they're losing money on every unit, they're in the poorhouse. And I just, I, why, why did you guys, did you have previous experience that had taught you that? Or was it instinctive? How did you come up with that? Because you did just the opposite of what so many do. You know, I think it's almost instinctive. We did the same thing with the body care because we knew that we didn't know everything when we began that. And so... That worked well in the early days with body care when we were still buying everything at expensive amounts. Um, I think we just kind of knew it, and I don't know. It might have been an, a wisdom thing from age. Mm-hmm. And we, oh, well, plus we did done enough other businesses to know what didn't work. The way we feel is if you have a quality product, the price point, the customer base is there no matter what your price point is. You just have to find the customer base to buy. Right. So we knew that the price point we were setting was not going to go into your local 
a grocery store, your local Walmart or Target right off the bat. We had to go where people understood xylitol. That was the health food stores mm-hmm. where people were used paying more money anyway. But now we're going into Target. Now we're going into Costco and, and places like that, and the price point is lower. We can afford to lower it for mm-hmm. those stores now, but we couldn't then. Right. And and so you actually took my next question as we wind up here. Where are some of the uh, places that people would recognize that they can go and buy these? So they can go to Target. They can. Are, do most of the major grocery store chains carry them? We are just beginning to get in with Kroger Corporation, which in the northwest here is the Fred Meyer stores, uh, QFC. Uh, Target is on the list for our candy broker. We have a candy broker now. Um, Target will be there. We're working with Costco. So over the next year, our exposure will start to be bigger. Mm -hmm. We're in a lot of independent health food stores. People can go on the store locator on the web to find us, or they can order online. Shipping is free. Because wow. even though we're in 3,000 outlets, that's a hundreds of miles between stores sometimes sure. on a, in a state sure. before so, you find us. So what's your website? IceChipsCandy.com. Easy to remember. Go out to IceChipsCandy.com. Check out all the different flavors and the different variety packs that uh, they sell. Congratulations on such a success story, and I hope that your natural, your your body lotions and so forth, also your salves, also take off. Appreciate that. Thank you so kindly. Thanks for sharing today. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit us at www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.